joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Give God a hand praise as our bishop come forth. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on and give God a good hand praise. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Amen, amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Come on here, people. Come on here, you renewed minds, restored souls. Give God some praise. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We praise God. We praise God. God is good and all the time. Amen. God is great. Amen. Yes, he is. He may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We give God glory and honor and praise for all that he's done. Amen. For all that he's about to do in our midst. Amen. We're glad to be here on today. Amen. Sort of reminiscing. Amen. Back to the retreat. Amen. How many of y'all had a beautiful time in the Lord? Amen. Amen. A wonderful time in the Lord. Again, we'd like to thank our assistant pastor and our, amen, two coordinators, amen, Sister Rosie and Sister Irene for doing such a wonderful job. Amen. Wonderful job. Good food, good praise, good worship. Amen. Whoever wasn't there, y'all just missed it. Amen. You had to be there. Amen. It was a blessing. Amen. And we thank God for it. Amen. And when we come back with it, we pray that each and every one of you will go with us. Amen. Just to be in the presence of the Lord. Beautifully coordinated, nicely done. Amen. We got everything done we needed to do on time. Amen. And God was surely with us. Amen. And we thank God for that. Saints, turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Kings. Thank God for the word. 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. Amen. 2 Kings, the sixth chapter. Amen. There is a word from the Lord. Amen. To soothe our troubled minds. To give us peace in these days that we are living in today. Amen. Knowing that God will strengthen us and give us everything that we need. Amen. We're still under, I must believe God. Amen. Not led to leave that yet. I must believe God. Or in all else fails, I got to believe God. Amen. When the money stops flowing in, amen. When the job gives me the pink slip, when it doesn't look like things are going well in my home or on my job or in my school, I must believe God. It's in believing God that I know that I will see better. Amen. Amen. When we believe God, we are going to see exactly what God has for us. Amen. Your thought for today. Amen. I had another message. But anyway, your thought for today, 
I must see it by faith. Again, I must see it by faith. Some of you are wondering and saying, what is it? You fill it in. I must see it by faith. It is whatever you're believing God for. I must see it by faith. I don't see it with my natural eyes, but I will see it if I believe God. I must see it by faith. I see seats full with people yearning for the word of God. I see an upstairs done that right now is in shambles, but I see God moving to get that done for the people that are gonna get themselves ready for the coming of the Lord, who is going to meet us in the air, and we shall forever be with the Lord. How many know when that first trumpet sound? When that trumpet sound and the Lord call for his church, we're going up. Look around, tell your neighbor, tell them we're going up. Amen. I must see it by faith. For when I cannot see it with my natural eyes, I must see it by faith. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things what? Not seen. I must see it by faith because with my natural eyes, I don't see it. So I've got to see it by faith and then believe God that is already done and then begin to thank him for doing it. Amen? Amen. I begin to thank him. This is why Paul said, in everything, give thanks. Doesn't matter what your situation is like. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Nobody asked you what you're going through. Do you see it by faith? Do you see your deliverance by faith? Do you see your healing by faith? Do you see your renewed mind by faith? For we walk by faith. The scriptures just back this up. Listen to this. And the just. Man, y'all good church. Who taught y'all these scriptures? Because y'all been hearing them over and over and over, right? And some of y'all saying this, I wish he stopped quoting them scriptures. You need this. You need it. You need to have it reiterated as many times as you can until it gets in your spirit and it rests there. For Jesus said, if these words be in you, if my word be in you, it shall make you. And you will be fruitful and not barren. I must believe God. I must see it by faith. The challenge today, to develop my eye of faith. Again, to develop my eye of faith. Amen. Got a few people here from Tabernacle. I guess they're saying, we got to hear that again. It's okay. Amen. It's okay. You need to hear it. We, We all need to hear it. To develop my eye of faith. Turn with me, saints of God, to Psalms, the 139th Psalms. Thank God for the word. The 139th Psalms. If I may ask, can we stand for the reading of this particular scripture? For the greatness, the goodness, 
and the glory of God. And I want you to ask yourself, have I really asked God for this? Listen to the word of the Lord. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knoweth my downsitting and mine uprising. Listen, thou understandeth my thoughts afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down. Listen, and art acquainted with what? All my ways. Listen, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knoweth it all together. I want you to let that marinate within you again because I want to read it again because it has a lot to do with where God is taking us today. And I really want you to get this in your spirit. Listen, O Lord, thou hast searched me. Meaning God knows every part of you. He has searched you totally, inside and out. Spiritually, he knows you spiritually, physically, and naturally. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knoweth my down sitting. In other words, you know when I sit down. Thou knoweth my uprising. You know when I get up out the bed. You know when I wake up from sleep. Thou understandeth my thought. Now this one always blows me away since I was a kid. Since I was a kid, listen. Thou knoweth my thoughts are far off. Before my thoughts even came to me, you knew it already. You already understood why I was thinking the way I was thinking. What caused me to think the way I think? You knew it afar off. Before the thought even entered my mind, God knew the thought that was coming. And listen, that's with seven billion people. But God knows everyone. What a mighty God we serve. What a great God we serve. I can barely remember what I had to eat yesterday. And he remembers every thought of us and knows that before it came to us. He knoweth my thoughts are far off. Think about that. Think about that before you think your next thought of doubt or unbelief. Think about that before you utter something out of your mouth. God knows what you're about to say. He knows what you're thinking He knew Sarah would laugh about her having a baby when she knew that the time of life had hit her and there was no more time for children as she thought. Listen, thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. God know your moodiness. He know your ugliness. He know some of y'all don't like bishops. He knows some of y'all don't like pastor. He's acquainted with all your ways. How you do things and how it's been wrong. How you have that warped sense of reality that no one can help you see different. God knows those who have twisted thinking. He knows. He wants to help you. And he's going to do that today. Thou art acquainted with my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is, listen, there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, 
thou knoweth it all together. You may be seated. Thank God for the word. Think about that. Meditate on that this week as you fast from your thoughts, in your thoughts. Amen? I'm going to say that again. Meditate on that this week as you fast in your thought life. Amen? As we are continuing on our thought diet. How many of y'all been really going with it? Have you been on a diet on your thoughts? Man, I tell you, I've been slapped so many times by the Holy Ghost. Feel like I said, Lord, maybe I ought to let somebody else preach. But Lord said, the Lord said, no, I'm preparing you. Because God is showing us through our dieting in our thoughts how our thoughts are and why we need his word even the more. I need the word from the Lord. As King Jehoshaphat said, is there a word from the Lord? Say it with me. I need a word from the Lord. Come on, say it with me. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands with all sincerity. Lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands with your heads lifted to the sky. Lord, I need a word from you for my life this day. This moment to carry me through. I thank you in Jesus' name. Come on and give God a hand praise if you believe it right now. Come on and give God a hand praise if you believe it. Give God a hand praise. I believe the word of the Lord. Listen, finally, your topic, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. We need God to open our eyes. Now faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of the Lord. Because it's the only way that faith can develop. Faith must hear. Is everybody hearing that? The only way to develop in faith, you must hear God's word. And when you hear God's word, God is looking for this. What are you going to do now? In other words, God wants to see your response to what he says. How many know that the response of the fire department and the response of the police department is of the utmost importance. How many understand that in the case of emergency? It's important that the fire department or the police department or the ambulance gets here in a certain amount of time because time is of the essence. Their response is vital. Their response is vital. How they respond will matter about how people live or if they will die. The response matters. Saints, we need to check our response to God's word. If you haven't wrote anything down yet, I want you to write down that one word. How do I respond? Responding to God. 
Lord, do I respond to you in the right way? Am I responding to your word the way I'm supposed to? Because a lot of times if we tell the truth, we're not responding. Some of you are sitting in here right now as the word of the Lord is going, going forth and you in Jamaica. You at home wondering whether or not you turn the oven off. Thinking about what you're going to wear to work tomorrow. Are the copies that you didn't make that you got to make as soon as you get in the job. Because as soon as the word of God goes forth, I promise you the devil is going to try to distract you in any way he can. Because he doesn't want you to get the word of the Lord. Because he knows the word can change you. The word can make you. The word can break you. The word can bring you to the place where God wants you to be. The word will teach you exactly what God says. But if I'm not listening for the word, if I'm not hearing the word of God, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? We need a word from the Lord. And we have got to open our eyes to hear that word from the Lord. Say it with me again. I need a word, need a word. From, the from the Lord. As we begin to study the life of the prophet Elisha, those of you who know anything about the prophets of God, they were mighty men of God. They walked the earth at a time where the Holy Spirit was limited as to what he can do because Jesus had not been crucified. So the Holy Spirit could not dwell in everyone. And no one could receive grace because Jesus had not been crucified. When I say receive, no one could receive it, I mean on a wide scale. In other words, the whole nation of Israel could not receive the gifts of God that would come through Jesus Christ until Jesus died. So God called the prophets to help the people to know the will of God and to teach them how to worship and to know what the word of the Lord for the day was. This is what the prophets did. Elijah was a mighty prophet of God. Trained by the prophet Elijah, his mentor. Jewish historians believe that Elisha was the young man that Elijah rose from the dead. And if it is, we can see why. That this young man was so impacted by the life of Elijah. And Elisha walked with God. When Elijah came to him about taking over the office of prophet, Elisha received the job. How many of y'all understand that? In other words, I'm trying to tell you something. He received his assignment. See, many of us are not on our assignment. We're being distracted by the enemy 
and we're not walking or we're not in the assignment that God has put upon our life. But I need you to know that everyone in here today has an assignment from God. You have a purpose. There's a reason why God called you. There's an assignment for you that only you can fulfill. You look at me and you say, oh, that's the bishop. He, he, he's going to get it done. There's an assignment on your life that I can't do. There's an assignment on pastor's life that I cannot touch. I cannot complete because it's not my assignment. It's not my purpose. I've been called by God, and you who are saved by Jesus Christ have been called by God, but every one of us don't have the same assignment. Everybody has a different assignment. We have all been called for a different reason. Nevertheless, our assignment is important and is something that we cannot miss. I thank God that Elisha was in a place to receive his assignment, for it was a great assignment. It was to lead the people of God. Many of us are wondering, well, why I'm not feeling, why I'm not sensing the presence of God. Many of you need to understand that the reason why this might be happening is because you're not on assignment. You're on your own assignment, but not the assignment God has saved and called you for. You're doing your own thing. And you're saying, this is what God called me for. Did he really? Is that what he called you for? Do you really know your assignment? Say it with me, my assignment. My assignment. It's important that I know what my assignment is. There are some things that's been assigned to me that I must complete before I leave here. Some people wonder, well, why did, why did God allow James, the brother of John, to die, but then saved Peter out of prison? And Peter, who wanted to be, who was supposed to be killed by the same Herod of which James was killed, Peter wasn't killed. And I can tell you exactly. Some will say, well, I don't know. Well, only God knows. I can tell you this much. James' assignment was over. When your assignment is over, God calls you home. But when there's still more to your assignment, you'll still be here. Oh, bless her heart. Thank God for her. Y'all see this young woman right here? In her 80s. Why is she still here? Because her assignment is not over. And God has kept her here until she gets done what he's brought her here or sent her here for. We need to take more serious our assignment and stop trying to do everybody else's job and do your own job. Look at the neighbor and tell them, don't do my job. Tell them, do your job. Do your job that God has called you for. Don't try to take my job. Do your job. Imagine people on the, imagine the infield of the baseball team trying to run to the outfield to catch a ball. When there's outfielders out there to catch it, what are they doing? You're out of position, and a lot of us need to get into position in order to be blessed. 
You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Get in the right place at the right time. And stand to be blessed. Who can stand to be blessed in here today? Who can stand to be blessed in here today of the Lord? Well, get on your assignment and don't stop till your assignment is done. Your first assignment is to hear the word of the Lord. Say, my first assignment is to hear what the Lord says. See, this prophet of God got to see something that no one else in this world can say. He got to see his master who told him and asked him a question. Listen, he said, he said, what will you have me to do for you before the Lord? Listen, not die. Remember, this is the prophet we talked about that prayed that God would let him die. Remember Elijah? He prayed that God would let him die. But he told Elijah, look what he told Elijah before his transition. Listen what he said. He said, what will you have me do for you? before the Lord takes me from you. See, he had a plan that wasn't in God's plan. He wanted to die. God says, no, I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to take you from this earth without you tasting death yet. See, that was his assignment. That may not, that's, that's not your assignment, I can assure you. But that was the, the assignment of Elijah. And Elisha said to him, he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Good God. Do y'all know how serious this is? Do y'all, have y'all read the story of Elijah? This is the man who went and told King Ahab that there would be no rain in Israel for three and a half years, but according to his word. And guess what? For three and a half years, there was no rain. This is the same prophet that God sent him to a brook to stay there at that brook and to drink water from that brook and sent ravens to bring him food and bread and meat while he stayed at the brook. And when the brook dried up, God sent him to a widow woman who had very little oil, who had very little meal, who was going to take that oil and take that meal and make her last meal so her and her son can die. But the word of the Lord spoke to him and said, listen, when you make your corn cakes, make me corn cakes first. And when you listen to this word of the Lord, your oil and your cornmeal will never go dry and they were in the midst of a famine but God how many know God can feed you in a famine how many know God can take care of you when times are hard he's the same God yesterday he's the same God today he's the same God forever God will never fail and in the midst of a famine God will feed his people she had to have food because she had to take care of the man of God. The oil never went dry. The meal never ran out. Elijah told her, and for the duration of the famine, you will have oil and meal. And guess what? Her and her son didn't die because the man of God was there. This was the same man of God who told Elijah, 
excuse me, this was the same man of God who told Ahab to bring all your prophets over and let us see who is God. Y'all remember that message, right? And let the God who revealed himself by fire, let him be God. And God, through the prophet's prayer, sent fire from heaven. The fire licked up the altar, licked up the sacrifice, licked up the, uh, 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 the water that they put in the trench around it, and licked up the rocks and dirt. Because the man of God prayed for fire and caused the whole nation to turn to God. Then after this, he went and he prayed and began to pray. Y'all heard Brother Lee tell this message. He began to pray. Y'all remember the message? Y'all listening? He began to pray. And he got up from from up to his knees and told his servant to go and tell him what he see in the sky. And sent him seven times. And his servant came back and said, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist. And Elijah told him, he said, tell Ahab to get down from the mountain because it's about to rain. I hear, I hear the abundance of rain. I'm telling you today that if you hear the word of the Lord, that God is going to send the rain. It's time for us to know that God is sending the rain. This is our assignment to be under the reign of God. He told him, get down. The same prophet who told him, get down, for I hear the abundance of rain, this same prophet girded up his loins, pulled up his coat, put it within his belt, and got to running and beat the king to Jezreel and was standing at the gate to meet the king when he got there. But it was also the prophet who received the word from Jezebel and who went and hid in the cave because he was scared. He was scared of Jezebel. He was scared of the Jezebel controlling spirit. Somebody say controlling spirit. Let me tell you something. Don't let the enemy control you. That's a Jezebel spirit. Jezebel was a controlling spirit. A lot of people, when they think about Jezebel, the first thing they think about is that she was seductive. Yes, she was seductive, but that wasn't her main spirit. Her main spirit was control, because what she wanted was control. She controlled her husband. She controlled the nation. She controlled the false prophet. She wanted to control everything. She wanted to control even the man of God to show you how fear, to show you how this woman was so bad, the man of God ran from her. After killing 450 prophets, he ran from a woman. But then again, a thousand men fell against Samson, and they sent in a woman, and Samson fell. Oh well, that's the nature of man. God speaks to him in the cave, sends him on a 40-day journey or for one meal. Is somebody listening here today? Is somebody hearing how great your God is? Sent him on a 40-day journey after one meal. 
he went fasting for the journey, 40 days, and God kept him. Now, I'm not telling you to try this, please. No, I don't want you to disappear, and we don't even know you here. You stand between, anyway, stand behind this column and we can't find you. No, God's not calling you to a 40-day fast, and if he does, you better make sure it's the Lord. Amen. This was a mighty prophet. I, I brought all these things out to show you that this was a true man of God. He, and Elisha asked his master before, he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. How many of y'all, how many of us today, the anointing is important to us? Is the anointing important to you? Are we walking in the anointing? Are we talking in the anointing? Are we preaching under the anointing? Are, listen, I'm going to throw you a curve. Are we thinking under the anointing? Are we acting according to the anointing upon our lives? Because, listen, you can't complete your assignment without the anointing. You need the anointing. For your assignment. You have been anointed on purpose, for purpose, and you need the anointing to complete the assignment God has put upon your life. Somebody said, well, what is the anointing? Isn't that when you put oil on my head? No. The anointing is when you have been consecrated and set aside for the work of God, and God has placed his seal on you and he, the whole person of the Holy Spirit is inside you, leading you, guiding you. He is the oil in your life that causes you to never go dry, that causes you to never lose the light that you are. You are the light of the world. And he gives you reason and purpose to live and empowers you with his power to walk in victory. The anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. The anointing is the power of God because without his power, there is no healing. Without his power, the dead cannot raise. You need the power of God. And it's the anointing that goes from heart to heart that reaches with the power of God that delivers the brokenhearted. Y'all don't remember this? Jesus said, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. How many of y'all remember Jesus said that? Luke 4 and 18, for he has anointed me. How many anointed people are here today? I, who has bewitched you that you would not believe the truth? You've been saved. You've been sanctified. You are anointed by God. The only thing the devil don't want you to know is the power of your anointing. But you are a child of God. The anointing is upon you. The devil can't, can't see it, but you don't see it. And I come to let you know today that you in the Lord are anointed. 
that your prayer is just as powerful as my prayer. Your message is just as powerful as my message because you are anointed. I must believe God. I know I'm anointed. I've been called for this. I'm on assignment. I cannot fail at what I'm doing right now because God has sent me to this place to tell you, you are anointed. Amen. Amen. And the only thing that's holding your anointing back is you because I must believe God because I can't do anything without him. I will fail going forward. I've got to believe him that this anointing upon my life is going to help others because he didn't give you the anointing for you. He gave you the anointing for the people around you. You are not anointed so you can show off. You're anointed to help. You're anointed to heal. You're anointed to deliver. You're anointed to set free. You're not anointed for you. You're anointed to help somebody else. Say it with me. I'm anointed to help somebody else. And Elijah, Elijah told him before he went up in the chariot, he said, this is a hard thing. You asked. Because he asked for a double portion of his anointing. He said, but nevertheless, if you see me go up, you shall have. How many is hearing this? Yes. You shall have what you ask for. When you, if you see me go up, you shall have it. I can, you know what? I, I can see Elisha now. I can see him not taking his eyes off the man of God because that's what he wanted. He yearned for it. He desired it. So he never took his eyes off the man of God. And even when the power of God split them, Elisha saw the chariot come down and seen his master get in the chariot and watched the chariot take him up because he wanted the anointing. He yearned, he desired the anointing. And when Elijah went up, Elijah went up, he dropped his mantle and the mantle fell upon the successor, Elijah. And he took up the mantle and he began to call for his master. But his master wouldn't answer him. His master didn't come back. Because now it was no longer that Elisha had to be trained and watch Elijah. Now it was time for the man of God to stand on his own. God can't show, sent me to encourage you. It's time for you to stand on your own. It's time for us to, start to stop depending on other people to get prayers through for us. I'm tired of you telling me all the time, pray for, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Yes, I'm praying for you. Are you praying for you? Do you believe I'm praying for you? Then start acting like I'm praying for you. We walk by faith, not by sight. Or do you know that this prayer is working? Then begin to act like it's working. All 
and hear from your eye. Because this word is powerful. This word shall make you and it's going to break the grip of the enemy in areas of your life where he's been hounding you and keeping you distracted from knowing who you truly are in God. Today, we break the chains. Today, we break the chains. No more bound. Oh, what's that song they used to sing in my father-in-law's church? I am free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. Jesus broke the chains. But that's what he said when he told us he was anointed. Then he said, I come to set the captives free. In other words, in order to set the captives free, you got to break the chains. The chains have to fall off. Oh, I was so blessed yesterday reading about Peter. It said when the angel of the Lord came to Peter and spoke to him and told him to get up, that the chains dropped off him. And the two men who were beside him would not do anything because the Lord had called for Peter. The chains fell off him. Peter didn't know what was going on. He didn't know if it was a dream, a vision, or what. The angel smacked him on the side. Said, get up. Put on your shoes. Gird up your loins. Follow me. And took him. Now, mind you now, Peter had 16 guards there for him that they sent him there with. 16. And matter of fact, while he was sleeping, he was between two of them. And as the Lord began to move before him, all the gates that were keeping him bound began to swing open. You got to read it. You got to read it. Come on. You got to read this. The gates swung open as the power of God came near. And I come to let you know that you are coming out of your prison today. You are no longer a prisoner. You are an anointed child of God on assignment for the Lord. We're breaking out this prison today. Oh, say it with me. I'm breaking out this prison today. Come on, say it again. I'm breaking out this prison today. There's some sick people waiting for your prayer. There's some dead people waiting for your prayer. There's some people that need to be saved that's waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Move under the anointing. Be on assignment and get your work done that God has sent you here for. Well, God ain't doing that no more, Bishop. I ain't seen that. No, what do you believe? Because if you believe God ain't doing that no more, then God ain't. If you believe that God did that back in the Bible days, but that ain't happening now, then that ain't happening now. Don't ask God for healing because you're not going to get it. Because you don't believe God can do it. If thou can believe, 
All things are possible to them that what? Lord, open my eyes. Come on, say it with me. Lord, open my eyes. Lift up your hands real quick and look up to the Lord and say, Lord, open my eyes. Verse 8, 6 chapter, 2 Kings, verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God, speaking of Elisha, the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. In other words, this king of Syria was looking to ambush the king of Israel and his people. But God, who sent the man of God, Elisha, sent him a word in his ear and told Elisha what would happen in the eyes by the ear first. Your spiritual eye is your ear. What I love about God is, see, God does everything different from the natural. In the natural, we believe what our eyes see. I believe Rose is sitting here right now. You know why I believe Rose is sitting here? Because I see her. I believe pastor's over there. You know why? I see her. Whatever my eyes tell me, that's what I believe. Faith cometh by. Faith cometh by. Faith cometh by. And hearing. That's my eye. That's my spiritual eye. That's the thing I need to develop. I need to develop what my spiritual eye sees. Because what I believe. I see. Now faith is a substance of things for and the evidence of things. I don't see it, but because I heard it, I believe it, so I see it. I see it because God said it, and because God said it, that settles it. I see it with my eyes already. I see it here, I see it here. Because most of the time, you know how in school when they say, I pledge allegiance, because your hand is supposed to be over your heart, right? Right, saints? Right, right, Sister Amaryllis, your hand's supposed to be over your heart? Sister Amaryllis, where's your heart? In the middle of your body. That's where your heart is. It's never been on your left side. It's in the middle of your body, towards your left, but it's in the middle. It's the core of you and I. 
God wants his word to get in our core. Once it gets in our eyes. Unless it gets in here, you'll never know it. This is your spiritual eye. Grab your ear and say, this is my spiritual eye. When I hear the word, I believe the word, therefore I see it before I see it. The Lord, when I hear it, God has opened my eyes. I see it. Listen, the prophet told the king of Israel, he sent word to the king of Israel and said, listen, he said, the king of Syria, the king of Syria is going to be here waiting for you. Don't go there. How many know God protects his people? How many know that God will protect you and send you a word before you get to a certain place to keep you from coming in contact with danger? Because God loves you because you are his child. And this is the love that God is, 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 is showing here. An example, he sent his word to the prophet to tell the king, don't go there. You see that? Because they're waiting to get you. And the king, listen, he heard the word, but to make sure the word was true, he sent his servant to spy and see if what the man of God said was right. Guess what? When the man of God went there, they were there. When the man of God came back, they were still there. That's why he said he didn't save himself once nor twice. He saved himself quite a few times because if he had walked there, the devil would have grabbed him because I need you to know that who was behind this plot was the enemy who could not be seen by the natural eye but God hearing the enemy's word told the man of God to warn the king what not to do isn't that beautiful isn't that beautiful don't tell me God won't help you with your decisions don't you dare tell me God won't help you. God will always help you in your decision making. The question is, is do you want God involved with your decisions? Some of us don't want God involved with our decisions. Y'all know how we are. We want to know. I want to make this decision on my own. I don't want my influence, my, my, my decision being influenced by anyone but me. That's the flesh talking. Tell somebody that's the flesh talking. Listen what happened here. Verse 11. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing and he called his servants and said unto them, will not you show me which of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, can somebody please point out the traitor? Who's telling the king of Israel my plans? How does he, listen, how does he know what I'm about to do before I do it? They're going to get it in a little while, Sister pastor. They're not there yet, but this is the God they serve. And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elijah, the prophet, 
that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber, because God knoweth my thoughts are far off. He knoweth my words before they come out my mouth. God heard his word and saved his people because he knew what his intentions were. So it's not that somebody told the king, it's that God heard and warned. And the king of Israel saved himself. You know, the word of the Lord will save you when you listen. The word of the Lord will heal you when you listen. The word of the Lord will deliver you when you listen. The word of the Lord will help you when you listen. You will save yourself when you hear the word that God gives. You got, you have, listen, you have an addiction and God sends a word and tell you just let it go. But, you, but you're saying that it's not that easy. If God said let it go, guess what? Let it go. This is, the same per, this is the same one that was at Lazarus' grave and Lazarus had been dead four days and my Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth because he has the power to call those things that be not as though they were and he can place it in your life if you only believe his word. All you got to do is believe him. Say somebody, I got to believe God. Tell your neighbor, I got to believe God. Listen, verse 13. And he said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Now, oh, that's a big mistake. If God told the man of God where you were going before you went there, if God told what you were saying when you were in your bedroom and the man of God was nowhere near you, why in the world would you want to grab a man or touch a man like this? Did not God say, touch not mine anointing and do my prophets no harm? Why would you go and try to apprehend this man? You put in yourself and your people in danger. Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. This is why I don't have to worry. God gonna pay these bills. I don't have to worry. God gonna pay this mortgage. I don't have to worry. God's got me. I don't have to worry. My marriage will not end in divorce. My marriage will remain and be maintained because I Believe God. Amen. Not me, because I'm not that good. I'm not that good. But I believe God. If you believe God, come on and clap your hands right now. Come on and clap your hands like you know it. I believe God. Come on and say it. I believe God. Say it again. I believe God. Say it again. I believe God. Lord, open my eyes. Listen, 13, and he said, go spy where he is that I may sin and fetch him. And it was told him saying that he was in Dothan. Therefore, he sent thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. 
They were bent and intent on grabbing the man of God. That's what they went there to do. Amen? Verse 15, listen very carefully. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, in other words, wherever they were, he went out and left the man of God in the place. Y'all, y'all listening? It's very important. He went out and left the man of God in the place. Maybe this was a cave that they were hiding out in. He went out, the servant went out and left the man of God in the cave. Y'all listening? You hear the word? He left the man of God in the cave. And he, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host encamped the city, both with horses and chariots. Listen, and the servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? In other words, what's the plan? Write that down. What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Master, how shall we do? What are we going to do now? Should we run? Maybe we can outrun them. Maybe if we hide ourselves somewhere, they won't find us. Master, what should we do? I don't have enough money to pay all my bills. What should I do? I'm feeling pain in my body that I've never felt before. And this pain is starting to bother me. I haven't even told my family nor my spouse or any of my children about what I'm going through. What should we do? It's decision time. Tell your neighbor it's decision time. Look around and tell your neighbor next to you, tell them it's decision time. Listen. Verse 16. And he answered, fear not. Listen, he hadn't even went outside. But he told him, he said from the inside, from the inside, from the inside. See, because it's real easy for me to say, Rose, don't be afraid. Meanwhile, I'm holding on to her tighter than she's holding on to me. But from the inside, Elijah said, fear not. Fear not. Listen what he said. Listen what the bold prophet said. He said, fear not. He said, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I know you see horses, I know you see chariots, I know you see the men that has come to apprehend us, but there is another part of this servant that you haven't seen. That God has already revealed to me, which is the reason why I am not going to worry. See, because warriors look for help. Notice, I didn't say warriors, I said warriors. People that worry... Look for others to worry with them. Rose, Rose, did you hear? So-and-so? Steve, did you hear what happened? Because they want you to react, 
the way they're reacting. Because see, misery loves what? So then if misery, which is a part of the sin, loves company, worrying loves company. Anger loves depression, distress. Everybody wants you to be exactly what they are. I don't want you to outshine me. So I want you to panic because I'm panicking. Amen. I want you to have a heart attack because I'm going to have a heart attack. I want to share. You can keep that because I'm not having no heart attack over this. Because those that be with us are more than they that be with them. Elijah, listen very carefully. Elijah, in his spirit, knew that God was with him. And even though he had not looked outside, he knew that in the spirit world, because that's what Elijah was talking about, in the spirit world, surrounding them was the army of God. And the army that was with him was more than they that be with them so that this army that surround us will protect us from the army that came to get us. For the Lord is with us. For the Lord is with us. This is why we shall succeed. This is why we shall prosper because if God is for us. If God is for us. Who? Who? I believe that when that when Paul said this, that Paul looked back and saw what Elisha was up against. And he spit these words. He said, if God be for us, what can the devil do? What power does he have? What authority does he hold? We have all authority, but the only thing that God needs, he needs for us to open our eyes. Open your eyes. See, when you're in the spirit, I'm going to show you something. When you're in the spirit, you walk like this. Y'all get it? You don't walk like this. You walk like this. Why? Because you hear and you see here. Listen to what happens. Verse 17. And Elijah prayed. Look around. Say with me, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. Say it with me again, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. 
Saints, it's time to pray as never before. I don't know how many of you are not on the prayer line, but if you don't have your own prayer life, you need to get on the prayer line because these are praying times. They're shooting our people for no reason. They really don't care. And I need you to see that this is orchestrated by the devil. It is the enemy in the spirit world who's causing these police to set off their guns. But I come to let you know by the authority of the Lord, by the anointing of the Lord, that none of these things shall come nigh thee. There is a thousand, there is one that shall chase a thousand, and two shall put ten thousand to flight. It will never come nigh you. It won't come nigh me, because the Lord is with us. My eyes are open. It's not the flesh, it's the spirit. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities, against the rulers of darkness, against the forces of darkness, and wickedness in high places. This is not just the cops setting off guns. This is the devil behind them. I'm going to kill off the people. I'm going to stop them in their tracks. But if God be for us, if God be for us, it don't matter what the enemy planned. No weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I shall not be shot. I shall not be laying in the street. I am a man of God and the Lord is with me. And they that be with us is more than they that be with them. Let us bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Glory. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? First thing I'm going to say to a cop when he stops me is in the name of Jesus, you will not shoot me. In the name of Jesus, you will not draw your gun. Because I'm bold for the Lord. And I'm going to stop the devil in his tracks. Because as soon as he hears the name Jesus, demons believe and they tremble. I'm going to make them demons tremble because they that be with me is more than they that be with them. I believe the word. I know God is with me. God will keep me. I don't have to worry. Mm. If anything, the cop better watch. And not all cops are bad. But it's a shame that the enemy uses a few in certain towns to put a bad light on all of them. But that's what the devil does. He makes everybody look bad 
by the works and the actions of one. But God is with us. Tell somebody God is with us. And I come to let you know in the old Negro hymn that still we shall overcome. We shall overcome because God is with us. Hmm. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Listen here, men. You get stopped by the cop. Don't you, don't you get scared. You say, God is my light. God is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Don't you worry not one bit. For they that be with you are more than they that be with them. But this is what you will need God to do. Two minutes and I'm finished. Listen, this is what you need God to do. Listen to this. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. He can't see it. Open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes. See, that's what some of us need to say in our prayer time. We need to say that, Lord, Lord, open my eyes to see my healing and then begin to rejoice over it. Say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see the deliverance of my children and of my family and so that my family comes to the Lord. Open my eyes to see them saved before they even get saved. I got to pray this prayer for my sons. I said it. My wife confirmed it this morning. She reminded me of it. Lord, open my eyes that I may see my son stay with God like my daughter did. Lord, open my eyes. This is the prayer. This is the prayer that we need. Because God gave us his word to open our eyes. Hmm. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. Listen. And he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elijah. You see that? Whether you know it or not, God has a squadron of angels around you. He's put his Holy Spirit in you. He's put his word in his heart. He's already done enough. He's done exactly what you needed him to do to protect you and to keep you and I. When your eyes are open by faith, you will see what no one else sees. Because I want you to know this, Elijah, Elisha knew it, but he didn't go to see it. But he believed it was there. And God opened the eyes of his servant so that he, listen, listen carefully. Y'all ready? 
listen carefully, so that the servant could see what Elisha already knew. Stand. problem in this nation is a spiritual problem. I told the class on Thursday night, the word of God says in Psalms 19, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. America's problem is not a weapon problem. It's a spiritual problem. Our leaders are blind. Our country has turned a deaf ear to God. And it no longer recognizes the one true and living God. And any time a nation turns from God the way this country has and has put God out of its affairs, how can it be blessed? How can it prosper? How can God move the way he can when the people won't even recognize him as God? This is not a city problem. This is not an urban problem. This is a national problem. This is a universal worldwide problem. The nations have forgotten God. But Christians, we're supposed to know our God. We're supposed to know how great he is, how mighty he is. We're supposed to know that he can do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think. We're supposed to be like Elisha. We're supposed to know what we haven't even seen yet. We're just supposed to know it. I know it because I know my God. I know it because I know I am truly saved and washed by the blood of Jesus. Lift up your hands with me. Lift up your hands with me. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may know, oh God, there are angels around me. Your presence is with me. Your presence is forever bringing me closer to you. You are guiding me and leading me by your word. And I trust in you, Lord, because you will never fail. You have my whole situation under control. You know my circumstances. You know what I'm up against, God. But you're with me. As you were with Elisha, God, so are you with me. If you believe that right now, begin to worship God right now for it that you know that God is with you, that he's keeping you, that he's protecting you, that he's strengthening you right now, that he's giving you the patience, the peace, and the power that you need. He's empowering you right now. He's encouraging you now. He's enlightening you right now. He's doing it now. He's doing it now. 
because he wants you to see that he is for you and not against you. He's turning away the enemy because he's wrapped around you. His chariots of fire is around you. And they that be with you are more than them that be with the enemy. For God is with you. He's encamped around about you. And he has taken camp around the city of your soul. And he's going to deliver you right now. I'm not even going to lay hands on you because you got to know this. You got to know this within yourself. You got to believe this within yourself right now. Begin to worship him. It's, it's done. It's done. It's done. Whatever you were worrying about, God is delivering you, delivering you from it right now. Whatever you allowed to get you depressed, God is lifting you up out of it right now. The psalm writer said, he lifted me out of a horrible pit out of a miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and he established my going. For the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. The scripture says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Cry out. Forget about the time. Forget about the time. Forget about the time. Time is of the essence. It's time to worship the Lord. It's time to glorify him. It's time to honor him. It's time to let him know, Lord, I know you're here. I know you're with me. And when I need you, you will already be there. But now you're here. You're with me. And you're strengthening me now. You're with me by your power. It's the anointing that breaks every yoke. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. It's the anointing that lifts every burden. It's the anointing that heals. It's the anointing that raises the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch not mine anointed and do not my prophets no harm. Touch not my people for my people shall live and not die. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory. I bless you now. I praise you now. I worship you now. It's done. It's done. I'm protected. I'm protected. I'm healed. I am strengthened. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I am guided. I am entrusted. God is keeping me now. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I am renewed. I am refreshed. I am restored. I am rejuvenated. I am regenerated. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Bless the Lord, 
oh my soul and all that is within me bless the Lord and forget not his benefits forget not his benefits forget not his benefits hallelujah forget not his benefits you are a beneficiary of his benefits his blessings is upon you his anointing is in you his life is in you his word rests in you glory be to God glory glory glory, glory. glory.